if you'd like to listen to the full episode, please subscribe to our newsletter called Venture Notes. And before going into the episode today, here are some benefits about being a Venture Notes Premium member. First of all, do you know that Premium members get their NFT member pass? This NFT will open the door to private access to events, content, and so much more yet to be designed. It's a long journey. The first 50 member access pass collection could be considered as the OG collection, the Genesis collection. And second of all, Premier members are also invited to join our early stage startup syndicate called Olive Capital, where we mostly support pre-seed to Series A startups in the EU and in the US in B2B SaaS, crypto and consumer tech. We are embracing the model of a media-driven early stage investor. Please note that Olive Capital does not provide financial advice. You need to carefully consider your own financial situation and take a risk diversification approach. While the return profiles looks attractive, members are aware that venture capital is a very difficult asset class where all the invested capital is at risk. And now let's move into the show. Sure. Um, thanks, Raf, and uh, hi, everyone. Thanks for being here. Um, over the next 45 minutes, we'll be discussing about hypergrowth with uh, Kevin, Jean, and Jonathan. Um, well, of course, do chime in with questions if you have anything to uh, that pops, and, and we'll try to address them with Raf. Um, everyone is called Bruno today, so that's I, I love that. Um, and but, so, before we dive in, maybe we can just do a quick round of intro for everyone to have uh, to set the names uh, and and the, and, the, and the jobs right. Um, I do have the mic, so I'll, I start off very impolitely. Uh, so I'm I'm Bruno. I'm co-founder and managing partner of FIRST, which is a, a seed fund focused on and dedicated to the best and the most ambitious projects uh, of the French ecosystem. Um, we've been operating for five years. We invested in 30 plus companies so far uh, from the likes of Payfit, uh, Shipeo, Okin, Pigment, and so forth. Um, and uh, and that's, that's it about us. Kevin, maybe you want to start off? Yeah, perfect. Thank you, Bruno. Uh, so I'm, I'm Kevin, I'm CEO and co-founder of Supermood. Uh, we're a 40 people company in the B2B HR uh, SaaS space. And uh, we raised eight, 8 million so far. And uh, what I can, can bring to the panel is um, we get data about how it's going uh, in terms of culture in companies. And so companies that grow a lot. And so I can uh, give you a few hints about that. Cool. Um, John? Hi, I'm Johnson. So I'm a partner at uh, Headline, uh, XE Ventures. So we are a fund uh, between uh, the US, Europe, Latin America, and Asia. And so I uh, opened the French office uh, seven months ago. So we are investing in uh, amb ambitious uh, founders willing to build uh, international companies and we will help them internationalize their company. So tickets from one to five million in C2 Series A. And we invested in companies like Farfetch, Sonos, Segment, Nginx, Recently, we led the seat of Terrare in France and a lot of the deals that we are going to announce very soon. Hi, my name is Jean. I run the venture capital arm of uh, Xavier Niel, uh, the founder of Free. And uh, we do invest mostly in uh, French entrepreneurs in tech all over the world. And our mission is to tag along Bruno and Jonathan in all the deals that they do. And you do it well. Um, and uh, okay, so so let's let's dive in. Um, maybe it could be useful to just give a quick definition of hypergrowth and what it's for. And uh, I thought maybe Kevin, from your standpoint of an entrepreneur having gone through this phase of those past months, you could just give us a your uh, first kind of a view of of what's what hypergrowth. So just think about it. 
Yeah, perfect. Uh, hyper growth globally is uh, an aggressive market strategy. Uh, when you sacrifice uh, efficiency and a lot of other things uh, to favor uh, growth. And uh, it works when uh, you get a first mover advantage or where preempting a market is, uh, is needed. And um, what's cool is uh, it's, it's not something new in the world. It, uh, it appeared uh, in the US obviously first, but it's uh, becoming something more and more common in, in France uh, with a good, uh, good um, execution and sometimes bad execution about it. And so um, that's it. Um, do, uh, all companies can't really go into hypergrowth modes. You need some, some uh, specific attributes. For example, you need to, to have a high margin, uh, pretty efficient uh, distribution channel and things like this. And so, so that's it. Uh, for, for, for Supermoon, we are in, I would say, good growth because we double every year. Uh, but you've got companies that uh, do uh, 10 times uh, or 100 times what they, uh, what they wear in, in less than 12 months. So that's what you can uh, really call hypergrowth. Okay. Well, what I find really interesting is uh, that it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's a way to deploy capital in a very uh, extreme high risk, high reward uh, approach. And, and if you do it thoughtfully, you just need to apply uh, a, a specific playbook, which has been theorized by by Hoffman, for instance, from LinkedIn and so on, and uh, and 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 so the fact that it's uh, just at the at the at the core of it uh, being just a way of deploying capital, uh, I think it's uh, it's why it's been very attractive to U.S. investors uh, to back this, and very attractive to investors in general to back these kind of companies. And I saw that. So of course, what, because you've been uh, you are involved in in, in companies uh, across all geographies, uh, uh, John. You could share how you, you you see this playbook being applied across geographies, and and why has it been so attractive to VCs uh, over the past decade? Yeah, so I think uh, I mean when when you know uh, we speak with the US team, and uh, and so I think this is a, a common you know, thought and mentality in the US uh, is that the growth rate of the companies, of the startups, uh, has the, a direct correlation with their you know, enterprise value. And this is maybe, and uh, I mean, this is actually by far the KPI, the KPI that has the strongest correlation with the, the growth of the equity value of companies. So the more you grow, uh, the the more your equity value is going to grow, and so this is kind of a you know common thought accepted by private investors, so you know Series A, Series B, Series D, pre-IPO investors. But when you analyze also the public markets uh, in the U.S., it's also true. So you of course you have you know other important KPIs um, that you know you take into account when you evaluate I and mean, when you give a valuation to a business, but growth. Uh, by far is um, is uh, is you know the most important thing. Uh, even though you know we've seen some companies which you know grew a lot and got incredible valuations in the past years, and which you know business model in the end didn't work uh, so much or didn't work at all. Uh, and you know uh, you know all of you guys know uh, know the names I'm talking about. Uh, generally speaking, it works for investors. And so even though you have some corner cases where 
you know, the company didn't prove the business model, but grew like a lot. Uh, it generally works. And so this, you know, mentality and this uh, thinking uh, also uh, is, is arriving or, uh, and, uh, and with actually a pretty fast pace in Europe now. And so investors, U.S. investors coming to Europe, as well as European investors, and more and more French investors now kind of agree that, you know, growth is a super important. A few years ago, a company was going 2x, and everyone was saying, yeah, it's pretty good. Now, a lot of saying it's just not good enough. So this is kind of the, the first thing is that it's kind of accepted in the community for good or bad reason, but it's, it's just accepted that growth and hyper growth is important to create you know, equity value in the startup world. And on the other side, I mean, um, what is driving this is also digitization of the economy because one of the conditions to hypergrowth, uh, and I mean, to growth, then is really speaking, and to hypergrowth is to have demand. And so, because you have, you know, consumers shifting to digital in a lot of industries and enterprise and business shifting to digital and SaaS and cloud in so many industries, the conditions, the marketing conditions are created to you know, get that growth going and just to sell your product. So to what cost or at what cost, I don't know, but you have, the, you have a lot of markets which are now deep enough in France, in, uh, in Southern Europe, in Europe, uh, to get that growth going. So because on the one side, it's kind of accepted that this is right, the right way to go and because it's possible. Um, um, you know, this is a this is a route that exists more and more, and we can you know talk a bit later about some concrete examples. Okay, yeah, and that, that's a very point that you're making that now you're seeing more and more uh, geographies and markets where you can apply this playbook, provided you get uh, sufficient economics and and that's so Jean because you were both yourself and Kima have been uh, such. Uh, uh, a, a big investor in the ecosystem, in the French and European ecosystem of the past decade. Maybe I thought you could you could share your, your view of how it has evolved and what, how are all the elements of uh, markets, addressable markets, people, and so on uh, coming together to enable the, the application of this kind of very uh, aggressive growth playbook now in Europe and in France. This episode is an excerpt from the full episode that you can find at summit.runwayseries.co summit.runwayseries.co